Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back. Uh, segment number two. That's what we call it today. Segment number two on Still Nation Radio, man, as we keep this thing rolling. Continuing this conversation about the Steelers, the state of the Steelers. What are they? Where are they? Um, in terms of the division rankings, mm-hmm. what do we think about them long term this season, man? And that's what we did say um, before we went to the break to open it up to the Twitter.com to let us know your thoughts on this team. Do we think they're still contenders? Have they ever been contenders this year? Do you think that they're, uh, uh, you know, in chance to win the division? Whatever it is, like I said, just let us know on the Twitter.com. This is our State of the Union segment. But talk to me, Westman. How you feel about well, now, this? Now, hold on real quick. Every time one of us makes a point, do we uh-huh. have to stand up and clap like this is the State of the Union? Nah, because actually I don't even watch State of the Unions, man. Yeah, me either. I'm too cool for that. I don't, I don't, <laughs> do, do politics. I'm too cool for that, man. Way too cool for that. Yeah, you ain't lying. Um... Man. Are Mo- you standing up right now? It looks like you're about to stand up, bro. Uh-oh. Four scores. <laughs> that was the most famous speech I could think of. <sighs> ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what ask not what the Steelers can do for you. Uh-huh. Ask what you can do for the Steelers. Is that simple, ladies and gentlemen? Motes, for pretty much the entire season, I think dating back to you know training camp when you and I returned to our regularly scheduled programming mm-hmm. late July. When we, when, right. we, when we typically, you know, we are weekly show from about late July through the combine at the end of February. I like you said, weekly show, man, we'll never get off. <laughs> and then, you know, and then from from like hey. from like, you know, from like the draft time to July, we're like two, three days a week. So it's not like we're still a weekly show. That's what it's like hey, you're saying, man. OK, good point. I'm going to say, OK, good point, just, good point. just yeah, I guess there's just levels to this. I don't want to be that guy. There's layers to this. Hey, look, ogres have layers, you know. Not being that guy, but I am that. How about guy. a parfait? You know, Mozi. Yeah. I huh. since July, I think I've been pretty consistent. I've laid this out on the show. Our loyal listeners, our P ones, they know they'll remember. I thought the Steelers are a good, but not a great team. Mm-hmm. I thought they were capable of winning double digit games. You know, mm-hmm. not 12, 13, 14, but I thought this team could go ten and seven. All right, eleven and six at the beginning of the year wouldn't have shocked me. Right, if we're Say the team gets some good luck health-wise, all those things, right? And that's kind of gone the opposite way. But you tend to be more optimistic in the in the summertime and in training camp yes. time with these evaluations. Thought that they were a team that could certainly make the playoffs, certainly win double-digit games. I did not think that they were a true Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. but I thought that they were kind of in that next tier. You know, at the beginning of the season, I didn't think that they were the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bucks or the Rams, right? Like one of these teams that we thought was, and I realized the Chiefs have taken a step back a little bit, although they look like they're coming strongly now. The Buffalo Bills have been a roller coaster all season. They've looked really good at times. They've struggled at times. If I'm I'm moving off of that at all, which I think at this time I have to, it's obviously to take a step further down. I don't think the Steelers are a bad team, Mm -hmm. but I calling them a good team right now might be giving them too much credit. I, who was the coach that said you are what your record says you are? Yeah. Is that Dungy? But whoever it was. Yeah, whoever it was, they they definitely said that though. I think yeah. right now there are exceptions to that at sometimes at, at, at points. And and you were very good about this last year. At 8 and 0, at 9 and 0, at 10 and 0, at 11 and 0, you laid out a lot of the concerns with the state like, "Hey, we're winning games, 
but like these these issues are still there. These concerns Correct. are still there. Like last year when the Steelers were eight and zero, nine and zero, ten and zero, eleven and zero, it might have been safe to say that they weren't quite living up to their record. Mm-hmm. That's fair at times. We talked about on Monday uh, the 2016 Steelers, who Zeke Elliott busted up the gut. Steelers fall to four and five. They end up going to the AFC Championship game. When the Steelers, when you guys, you were on that team, yeah. were four and five that year, you were clearly better than what your record was. So there are occasional exceptions to that, but I think we seek comfort in that a lot of ways. Of, oh man, we're just a player two away from having. When pretty much everybody in the NFL is in, is in that boat, is in that same Everybody's scenario. Everybody's a player two away. I think though, water finds its level. Everything regresses to the mean normally uh, uh, over time, and I think right now that's what happen- has happened to the Steelers. I think they are exactly what their record says they are. They're a 500 football team. They are mediocre. They have some really talented players. They have some glaring weaknesses. Some weeks it comes together and they're and they look really good. Some quarters it comes together and they score 24 points yeah. against the Rams. Some quarters it comes together for the defense and they dominate for a stretch. But just overall, they are up and down. They're a roller coaster. They're the phantom menace right now. Kennywood reference for those of you I, out, I like for, for those of you out of towners. I think Moats, my state of the Steelers. What are the Steelers currently? I think they are a mediocre football team. I think they're an okay football team. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're good. And you know what? From a p- fan perspective, honestly, sometimes that's the worst place to be. And I know that we have pride here in Pittsburgh, and we haven't had a losing season since Vietnam, and we and we don't like, well, at least most of us don't like the idea of the Steelers punting on a year or tanking on a year. But from a, And that's not even where I'm going with this. I'm just saying from a purely fan perspective, your team's not in line right now to get a top 10 pick and draft the number one quarterback or draft the number one line prospect, right? Which, for me, Tyler Lindenbaum, center, Iowa. My God, that guy would look great as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he's already wearing black and gold. I digress. Mozi, they're 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. They, mm-hmm. they are an average football team. They're not good. They're not bad. They can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody, as they almost did to the Detroit Lions. Uh, that's, what I, that's my kind of current evaluation of the Steelers. What say you, though, Professor? I mean, you know, that's a heck of an evaluation right there, uh, man. I know. This I'm is, sorry. I was a little long-winded. I, was, I, I suppose. It... Oh, yeah. You see that? That's, that's life-changing policy right that, there. That, that's how you're supposed to talk right there, man. I can relate to that. I can, that's something I can get behind. Where's the speaker of the house now? That's something I can get behind right there, baby. I can get behind that. All right. <laughs> but, no, man, you touched on it, man. Um, It's funny. When we do record predictions at the beginning of the season, the range of records was anywhere between eight wins and 12 wins, right? Correct. And that's collectively, like not just me and you. I think right. I had them at like either nine or 10. I think yeah. you had them in that same boat. I think I would say probably nine and a half was yeah. probably the over under for, for most but, of us. But it's funny because this is right on par with that <laughs> in terms of, you know, you. Uh, a team that's in that range, we're talking an additional maybe three to four more wins for this team. That's not out of the equation. It hasn't been even this season, but you see how flawed they are and why you make the predictions the way you make them because you can see how, yeah, they're going to go through some stretches. They're going to have some situations where if they don't get a break to go their way here or there, it's going to be a little bit you know, too much for them. The only thing I would say has been a little bit more disheartening about this unit is when I look at Baltimore, they have similar situations oh, that they, we have. Some might tatted. even say worse because with our guys that have missed time, they still are in the variety of coming back. 
Whereas when you talk about the Ravens, some of their key guys, impact players, offensively and defensively, are gone for the season and have been before the season started. We're talking preseason training camp variety, starting yep. running back, starting running corners. Backs. Uh, you know starting what I mean? Starting corner left and, tackle. And best offensive lineman. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the best young tackles in football. And, and I say to myself, I've seen this team find ways to win. I've seen this team win a game without Lamar this season on top of how bad they've been. But then when I think of us, and it's like we've had similar issues, but at least our guys are coming back. It's almost like we – try to figure out excuses as to why it's okay that we lost these games. Oh, man, that guy wasn't available. This guy wasn't there. Whereas I look at Baltimore, and I'm like, they just find ways to win. And it's frustrating because I feel like we could and should be doing similar things. But for some reason, we're not. Correct. But in terms of what I think this team is, man, I think this team is still in contention in terms of making a playoff run. Now, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders at all. But it's hard to say that they're not in playoff contention when the best team in the AFC is a very flawed Baltimore Ravens team. I do agree with you. When you when you look up at the picture of the AFC, I mean, it's wide open. Yeah. I tell you what, here come the New England Patriots. None of us want to face that reality. No, and that's the but, truth, yeah. They're, I mean, they're very much in it. Baltimore is the best record in the AFC, right? At they they are the one seed, three? eight and three right now. Yeah. I mean, think about that. In years mm-hmm. past... Three losses on the season, Come and you probably now. wouldn't get the AFC one seed. Come on now. So that lets you, you might. know how flawed. That lets you know, and there's like, still six games to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of them things. So that's Patriots why it's like, are eight and four. Titans are eight and four. And that's why it's, even though we've been playing bad at times, we're still very much alive, which is why I'm not a fan of like the whole blow it up crowd, you know, where they're like, oh man, just get these guys out of here, man. It's over. It's done. It's like, it's not. Yeah, sometimes you do have to look up around you and, and survey yeah. the landscape everywhere else as well. I mean, do we have issues? Sure, but we're not the only team out there we're with issues. We're not the only team with issues. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with you. on. So that's kind of where, if I'm just looking at the Steelers, I would say mm. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning a little towards pessimism, which you okay. know is rare for me, a little glass half empty. Yeah. If I'm looking at the big picture, there's, there's plenty of reason to, to stay in the fight and, and, you know, believe that you can still – be in the dance, you know, when when the chips fall down here in the next month and a half. Which brings me to my next question. Are we being real about this? Hmm. Or are we having blind faith? Maybe. Well, I would say I do think it's fair that right now, okay, if the Chiefs were 10 and 2. Okay. And you know, Derrick Henry never gets hurt and mm-hmm. the the Titans are maybe a 9 or 10 win team right now as well okay. too, right? If the AFC looked a little bit, if the Buffalo Bills had mm-hmm. had kept cooking and what from like week two to week five where they yeah. went on that impressive run, but then kind of fell back. If we were looking around and we were saying, "Man, the Chiefs are clearly much better than us. The Bills, the Titans are clearly much better than us." I think maybe there would be even more pessimism. Okay. But you're right. I mean, you look around the AFC right now. I mean, the Steelers are a half game away from a playoff spot, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, everyone else is very flawed. I still do think a lot of those teams we mentioned are probably better. I still think the Chiefs are better than the Steelers. I still think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. I still think, especially once they get Derrick Henry back, that the Titans are probably better. But you got to go play the games, you know? Yeah. And and maybe 8-8-1 eight, eight and one is enough to get you in as the seventh seed in the AFC. You finish three and three in these next six games, and you'll be eight, eight and one. That might be enough. You go four and two. 
you got nine wins and you're right in the thick of thing. I just and that's the crazy part. I don't, I don't know if that's like if I'm I don't looking think at it, can wins, this team go four and two? Well, and I was gonna say I don't know. I doubt they can go four and two, yeah. but regardless of if we believe it or not, does four and two get them in the playoffs? Nine, six and one. Yeah, I think it would, but it would not. It's not guaranteed. It's absolutely not. And guaranteed. that's the part for me that I'm just like that. That's interesting. <laughs> Because at four and two, like you said, going four and two down the stretch gets us to nine. Man, those, uh, as I'm thinking about this now, those last two weeks against the <laughs> Browns and the Ravens, and unless the Steelers go zero and four or one and three in the next four weeks, right. those, those last two weeks are gonna there's gonna be a whole lot on the line there. Yeah, it's gonna be extra extra hot and spicy. I, see, in that's the why you know why you got to do this. I was ready to cut this state of the union here and say they're just hey. mediocre and that's it, and then nothing's gonna happen. And, mm. But you got me thinking about the AFC and how it's pretty mediocre as well, too. Hey, that, and that's the beauty of a Mozart's Wednesday, baby. We that's just trying beauty. to open your eyes up. The AFC is like the ACC bit, right now, all right? Ooh. We can rise to the top. You went ACC hell to pit. Hey, you got to take advantage of down years around you. <laughs> oh, man. He, um, he just twisted a little bit. Just, uh, am, I, am I lying, though? I don't know what you're talking about. They beat Clemson this year. Yeah, what's what was Clemson's record when they played four about. four and three? I don't know what you're talking about. They beat Clemson this year, man. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers beat the Bills week one. Uh, you you have to take you have that. I mean, that's timing is is everything in sports. No, you, it is 100 percent, man. You got to be able to take uh, take advantage of the landscape around you. Now, the division outlook for the Steelers is still really tight, but I'm with you too. Everyone in the AFC is flawed, and hey. The Steelers have gone through their injuries. They've gone through their COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. What if something and we and we know the Ravens have had a ton of issues too, and they've persevered. What if something happened to Lamar Jackson though in the next two weeks? Well, they what won if, without Lamar though. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> On a wing and a prayer, <laughs> but a win's say, a win. They man. don't ask how. They ask how many. We we tied ours. They won theirs. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. What if something were to happen to Joe Burrow or Joe Mixon in in now, the next that, couple? That weeks? changes a lot. Like, I, I think yeah. What if Mac Jones goes out there and gets injured? You know, what if Derrick Henry ends up not coming back? Like, they're you got to rally for this final stretch. That's the one I really want to know. Yeah, I, I, I really liked. I really liked what the Titans had going until Derrick Henry got hurt. If they can get him I back, did, I think they can get hot again. That's just that's a tough offense to to game plan around whenever he's healthy. I would agree. And I think too. And you know what? Some people are chiming in on this uh, on Twitter. Motsy, David's tweeting us about this. Corey's tweeting us about this. Is there enough in the locker room in these final six weeks mm-hmm. just to look around and say, you know what? Like, there's a really good chance that this is it for our future Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm. C- can we at least go out on some positivity for Ben? And 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 you guys know what I mean by that. Here in Steeler Nation, our standard is different. Moats and I don't like to seek comfort in these regards. If the Steelers go four and two in these last six games, but still miss the playoffs. We're not going to come in here and be like, oh, yeah, they, they got something to build on. And momentum yeah. go. That, that's that's not who we are, and that's not who Steeler Nation is, and I never want us to become that. But I think you could pull some positivity out of, you know, I don't even know if a storybook ending is the right term, but but sending seven out the right way. But what is the right way for him, though, if it's not a Super Bowl? Not Not stumbling down the stretch. And again, I know that that is I'm moving the goalposts there a little bit. Yeah. But in this regard, I think right now, like if we're still saying it's Super Bowl or bust, that's the only way to feel good at the mm-hmm. end of the season. 
then we're just we're setting ourselves up to fail because that's not going to happen. Yeah, I would agree with that also. Um, but if this team starts to look better, the offensive line and the run game look like they did a couple weeks ago. The defense stops the bleeding. Defense. Maybe you beat since maybe you beat Cleveland and Baltimore the last two weeks of the season. You shake up the playoff picture. Like, I think there's still ways to end this thing at least with a smile on your face. Yeah. Um. And I, I do wonder, like Corey says, um, uh, if this is Ben's last ride, why can't we have a storybook ending, believe in the magic and the romance that is football? David tweets, has Ben beloved enough in that locker room for the team to rally around him during this final stretch? I personally feel like he is. I don't think, you know, you have to deal with, oh, man, are they believing in him? Do they still ride with him and all these other things? Like, to this group, especially because of how young they are, Ben is like that historic, you know, relic that is walking around in there. Where you're like, man, we've heard the war stories, we've seen this. You get to see it in person, like, it's yo, like the last it's still, World War Two vet. Yeah, like seriously. So like, you don't have to worry about the guys responding to Ben if Ben gets those guys going. I think the biggest thing is can Ben hold up his part of the bargain because they want to believe. Trust me, they do. And you can see in that Chargers game when Ben got it going, they believe, man. That look in their eyes is different. But at this stage in his career, you just don't know which version is going to show up. Agreed. Man, man, man. This is – it gets hot and heavy like this every once in a while, man. Yeah, I don't like these conversations. It gets hot and heavy. It's your fault, though. You, Why is you, that? Because you put me in the H here. When you put me in the H here, I feel like I'm supposed to come in here with thought-provoking, compelling, no, you, you know. It's good. Yeah, you got, man. You've gotten the stimulation on on Twitter. Devin tweets this, by the way, is Bill, Bill Parcells, who who did the you are what you say what your record – or you are what your record ah, says you are. Okay, alone. okay, good call, good call. Um, Here's some answers that we've gotten to this. All yeah, right? I was say, man, what's the dot-com talking about, man? Uh, our buddy Cuban Dan, I don't know what the Steelers are right now, but I know what they're not, and that's a winning team. You know, Dan always signs Yo, off on his on, tweets, on, Steelers on, versus on, the world. On, on. That was pretty funny, though. That he was, was like, I know what they are, and they are not a winning team. <laughs> like, Dave, <laughs> just had to be that. Cuban Dan normally signs off on his tweets, Steelers versus the world. This time he tweets, Steelers versus themselves. I thought he was going to say the world versus the Steelers this time, versus Steelers versus the world. You know. And it has felt like Steelers versus themselves at a lot of points over these last couple weeks. Yeah, that's uh, the truth. Our buddy Devin, the human flamethrower, says the Steelers are mediocre. They're a 500 team. Short and sweet and to the point and Can't fault them. hard to argue against. Katie tweets us and says the Steelers haven't had a losing season since I was in first grade. This is new to me, and it's weird. They haven't had a losing season since I was in sixth grade, I think. So it's new to me, and it's weird as well, too. Jeez, Katie, I— you know, I'm getting to that. We're getting to that point now, Moats. Like I, we, I was always that. You were always the young guy in the room. That's, yeah, and that, Katie's you're... five years younger than us. Jeez. That's because you old. Jeez, Louise. But you like know. really old though. I'm old. I'm a dad yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like you got grays coming in, bro. You know my. I do not have any grays coming you in. Don't you put that in, on me. Stop that. You know my wife had the audacity, Uh-oh. the unmitigated Uh-oh. gall. Uh oh. To ask me this week. Hey, when when hopefully we're grandparents one day, what do you want to be called? I said, lady, our daughter is six weeks old, and you already Dang. want me to think about being a grandpa? Slow that down. escalated quick. said, listen now, hold what on. What do you want to be called? Lord. What do you think? Like, are Lord. you are you a grandpa? Are you a grandpap? Are you pappy? Are you, are, are you I said, papa? I said, lady. I said, lady. 
Ask me this in 20 years. Like, bruh, pump the brakes. I said, I am 30 years old. I'm not that old. Sheesh. I, I, I had to, I had to smack her upside the head. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, but what would you go by, though? Pat. Pat. Okay. I think. That's what I call both of my grandpas, so keep it going. I call my folks granddad. Yeah. Granddaddy. But on, I think I want something cool. Call me like. Call me superstar. How about that? Call me OG most. That's, that's, that's no, they gotta call you the body. OG the body? Yeah, call me OG the body. <laughs> Your grandkids just gonna come out of the womb. The body. The body. First words, the body. No teeth at all. The body. Like, yeah, player, let's get it. <laughs> and you know what? Going forward, I do think like this is going to become a real thing, a real point of conversation. Like, because like Katie says, even the, I mean, even the older fans amongst Steeler Nation have been spoiled to an extent. Yeah. Like, again, this team has been a legitimate contender since Ben Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, 2004. Mm-hmm. They went 15-1 and and went to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. They've been legitimate contenders for 18 seasons? I mean, a long so time. So even some Steelers fans who were old enough to live through the 80s and the 90s when this team had some struggles when they had you know I think there was at some point three or four or five consecutive losing seasons in there even for those guys it's been a long time since you've had to cross this bridge yeah. this is where we're going to really get into some interesting debates what is your pride on the line do you want to see the team lose games do you do you want to continue this summer to operate in free agency in the draft like the window's still open or do you want to see them legitimately acknowledge we're building this thing for the future there's there's going to be a lot of conversations to be had there, Motsi. It is. It is, man. But, I mean, I think we've both said this numerous times, too. The Steelers, man, they're not going to take that approach of we're losing, we're tanking, we're no, 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 planning no. for the future. Like, that's not what they but do, I, man. I, I do think there you can operate in a way that acknowledges that you're not f- completely fo- – like, for example. Well, I, I got what you're saying. For If this was one year yeah. later – Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's any way that they would take Najee Harris if it was this upcoming draft. Yeah, I was going to say, I get what you're saying. But I, I, what I was what I was leading to is this. Um, in the sense of they're not going to just do a hard reset, rip the Band-Aid off. Right, right. What I do see, though, um, they I, I get 100% what you're saying. Like, they're not going to draft a running back in the first right, round. Right, right, right. To come in and help them right away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think that before they just rip the bandaid off of seven and go straight rookie quarterback, man, they'll bring in a Jimmy G, a Teddy Bridgewater, a Tyrod Taylor type to ease that transition as well because they're going to want to remain competitive I through agree. whatever happens, you know, in these I next agree. couple of seasons. I don't think they've spent the money and invested yeah. like they have on defense. Correct. To just uh, tell Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and probably Minka Fitzpatrick, and, yeah. hey, we're going to stink up the joint for the next two years. Yeah. But stay around, guys. But stay around. Yeah. Hey, enjoy that paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you were really going to, like Moat said, rip off the Band-Aid and do a hard reset, you, not, you don't make TJ Watt the highest paid player in all. football. Not at all. In fact, you, you, flip try, him you for try assets. and trade him for, yes. like, two first-round picks. Yep, yeah, you flip him for assets. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it, it It's cool. I tell you what, we are about to we are about to it's a little like what you've seen it's going to be eventually, I think. You know like what you've seen from Oklahoma and Notre Dame football fans this, mm. the, over over the past 3 or 4 days? Like they don't know what to do. What do you mean a head coach could leave us for somebody else? We're Oklahoma, we're Notre Dame. We're supposed to be the the the, the prom queen. I did see there was a Notre Dame journalist who called Brian Kelly touchdown Judas, which I thought was I mean that's that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. 
Oh, you get it? Touchdown, Jesus. I, Touchdown, I, I, Judas. I that's, that's pretty good. A lot of Steelers fans, again, particularly the ones like me, if you're like 30, 30, if you're in like Mozi and I's range, if you're like 30, early hey, 30s hey, hey, or hey, younger. No, no, no. Don't you let me in there with you, you young whoopersnapper. Yeah. You haven't seen this team struggle. They've had disappointing seasons. Yes. They've gone 8-8 eight and eight and missed the playoffs, and we thought that they were capable of more. Actually, I've never seen that. They've been one and done in the playoffs, and we thought they were capable of more. Oh, so here you go bringing up old stuff. That's a lot different, though, than what, you know, we, we hope that they're able to keep this thing rolling. Um, but you just never know. Nothing is guaranteed in the National Football League, particularly when it comes to the quarterback position. Let's let's finish this season out on a positive because we could be buckling up for some some interesting years. Yes, I hope we're wrong. I hope so too. I hope Russell Wilson demands a trade to the Pittsburgh Steelers and we get him for a seventh round draft pick and we just keep this thing moving. No, bro, Tyrod Taylor's coming over. Come on, man, chill out. Two gloves. That's my dog. No, Tyrod Taylor, the real one. Oh, sorry, the, yeah, not the, Teddy. The, the, the real From quarterback. The Come on. Home oh, team. yeah. Let's bring in Tyrod. Let's bring in Jimmy G. Come on, Let's man. bring in Sam Darnold. Come on, man. Throw Dwayne Haskins in there, and we're going to have tryouts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you silly. <laughs> uh, Wallace tweets us and says, I think this is the Steelers' version of starting to rebuild for the future. All these young players that have been starting feels like it'll pay dividends later on. We That's something you and I ta- have talked about a lot, too, over the course of the season. How a lot of guys are, make no mistake about that, a lot yeah. of guys are singing for their supper in terms of being involved in the Steelers' next era. This is true. I think all those offensive linemen are in that conversation. Mm, very true. I would say now. Every well, not even wide- Trey Turner, because I feel like Trey is well, kind of like, he's, 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 like merc- he's more like a mercenary. Yeah. yeah, he was brought in just on a temporary basis. Deontay Johnson's out of that conversation. Yeah, I think Deontay has clearly shown his value, his, uh, his worth. And I think that this team will take care of him in the right way. But you talk about a guy like Chase. Chase hasn't shown if he's going to be an elite receiver or if he's just going to be a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. But that's a big time difference. I mean, Juju had to experience that, you know, in terms of how we viewed him and, mm-hmm. and the money associated with that. Mm-hmm. So he's still trying to figure it out. Um, we, you, you, Najee and Pat are on their are on their way to be. They, they, yeah. They've started off well, but I think Highsmith. I think Highsmith has done. Smith, done yes. he, he's he's um, starting to make a legitimate case for himself. Man, there's a lot of question about those defensive linemen aside from Cam Hayward and the DBs. A lot of question about those DBs. Uh, you know, outside of Minka, but obviously there's going to be have to be a conversation about what Minka's value is. But that's a that's a different. But conversation. not just his value. You got to value Edmonds as well because Edmonds no Pierre, fifth option. So what are we doing with him money wise? Devin Bush. Joe Schobert. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of guys. Yeah, with Bush, I mean. You think we'll see more Buddy Johnson down the stretch? Still too early for that. It's too early for that. The only way that's happening is if we drop the next three. Uh, You drop like three in a row. Or an injury, obviously. Right, right. Well, injury change, because otherwise we'll still be be seeing Spillane this week. Exactly. But the injury has Bush back out there. So, yeah, the only way I can see that is if we were to drop the next three and it was clear cut that, yeah, we're not in this thing at all. If that's the case, then yeah, we probably will see Buddy get some opportunities. If not, I don't think that's happening just because it will be a drop off. Like I don't know how significant, but it will be just because of you know the things that we talk about Devin in terms of awareness, lack of seeing the ball the right way, and stuff like that. That comes from reps and taking him off and then putting a guy there with even less reps. Correct. During the season, Correct. also that's that. Yeah, just not really feeling that. But, yeah, no, make no mistake about it. There are plenty of Pittsburgh Steelers right now who are auditioning for the future. That are, you know, they're, they're putting that on tape now to prove to the Steelers, hey, I, I belong here, um, you know, whenever this, this, next cha- this chapter closes and the next yeah. one begins. 
So with that being said, man, it's time to go to break. Hopefully you and I are part of that next chapter. I hope so as well, but you never know us, sometimes, man. They're not going to let us go, are they? Hey, listen, I, I, I don't make assumptions. Put in a good word for, you know? with Reagan for me, would you? Me? I don't know him. Actually, I was just at lunch with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you big time. <laughs> I was just at lunch with the boss, I hope you man. didn't throw me under the bus. <laughs> I said, man, I can't stand my co-host. Did Get him out of here. What he wants to do is play music. I told him, man, the same way Stephen A got Max Kellerman out of there, Get that boy, get the boy up out of here. That's what I told him, man. And after he made me pick up the tab, so. You said bring me J.J. Reddick. Yeah, as, as you know, it is what it is, though. It is what it is. So, with that being said, man, we will go to our final break. And then when we come back, man, we will continue this conversation, man. Um, Talking more Steelers ball. Obviously, Coach Tomlin with his comments about potential changes. We're going to get into that a little bit more. And we're going to hit the Twitter.com as well. So, oh, yeah. don't forget to get those tweets in at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The Gooder. And it's Motes and Euler on SNR. <laughs> 